Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Danny Hayes. Danny is the assistant coach with Robert Morris University. Danny Timberg and Coach Casey of Klemkin, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you. Danny, let's begin with by talking about what you look for when you're recruiting a bowler out of high school. A couple things. Um, a solid, comfortable game. Like There's a million ways to throw a bowling ball well. I kind of look for confidence and a workable game. Nobody's going to come in perfect. But if they have a lot of good tools and they're open to teaching, we can kind of work on their game together. When I get somebody hard-headed, maybe I have a little harder time with them because I, I realize that as we're learning, they might not be as open to learning the ideas that I have. So kind of a nice kid, you know, kind of a nice, solid kid I'm looking for. Well, you've definitely been able to attract a, a ton of talent, and I know you've got a, a nice um, you know, resume and history here in your nine years there at Robert Morris. So. Uh, what, what uh, you know, a lot of people look at uh, talent and look at, uh, you know, somebody's success on the lanes as being broken down by like their physical game versus uh, the mental game and, you know, strategy and all that kind of stuff. How much importance uh, do you place on, do you look at physical talent as well, or you just, do you just look at coachability? Some physical talent. Um, I've, I've had some bowlers where they're really mental and maybe their physical game isn't great. So we'll work on more physical stuff. Maybe take somebody like a Marshall who, when he walked in, it was just a physical specimen. The things he could do to a ball were amazing. And mm-hmm. we really just talked about mental stuff and ways to look at a lane. It's, the game is so complex. There's, there's so many different facets to it. And like I said, nobody has all the facets. So when they come, you kind of look at their weak parts and say, well, let's work on this. Let's kind of get everything up to, up to snuff. Try to get all, all of your points, your game, to a solid level. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that 2013 national championship team. I mean, you go back and look at it now, and you're, you know you had Cameron there, you know Cameron Weir, you had uh, Kyle King, you had Marshall, you had Matt Gazin. I mean, those those are the guys. If you're going out to a PBA event, you're seeing their names on the leaderboard. Did you did you know it was going to be something that special then when you guys were bowling that all of those guys and and many others as well? It was just something special with that team and with that group of talent you had. It was pretty obvious. They, they all have different tools, but they're all such strong bowlers. I'm not going to say it's easy at that point, but boy, it's, it's a lot of fun watching them bowl. So how did you get into coaching? Um, I was a bowler when I was younger, and when I started having kids, it was kind of a choice of you know, go bowl for a living or go get a job and raise kids. And I still enjoyed the game so much. And lucky enough to have some good talent like Mark Clark. I don't know if you know him. Really good bowler. Just hanging around and started teaching him, and one thing to the next. Just had a lot of good bowlers come through through my area and got to work with them on their games and just enjoyed it. So taking a look at your, your current roster, and you guys are located in Chicago, Illinois, a very competitive collegiate bowling market there. You guys got Whitewater up, up the street a little bit in, in uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You got all sorts of good colleges, you know, Wichita, not too far, Nebraska, et cetera. Um, I know I'm missing a bunch, but when you are looking for um, kids, you mentioned what you're looking for, but do you have a specific region you like to focus? I'm seeing guys from Illinois, Wisconsin, a couple guys from the East Coast as well, but do you have anything in particular as far as that and what you're looking for, or is it just – Hey, if they can they can show up and they have all the qualities, and then they can come and join us. Yeah, there's, there's no set thing. One one of the other big things I look at with coaching is 
are they going to be happy when they're here? Because when they come to college, it's four years of their life. And I remember when A.J. Johnson came out and looked at us, I'm like, you know, man, you're going to be amazing. Maybe we're the right school. Maybe we're not the right school. Make sure you check out all the schools that you might want to go to before you decide on us. Because he kind of had his set on us, and he ended up choosing McKendry. I thought that was just an amazing choice for him. It was such a good program for him to fit into. He grew a lot and just became such a great bowler. I really want them to be happy and comfortable. They like the school they're at. They like the people they're at. They like living in the city. Some people just don't like living downtown city. They're not going to be happy. So mm. as much as I'm looking for a Salvador, I'm looking for somebody who's going to fit all the different pieces of their life in that time, that four years. Yeah, there's definitely a big difference between living in the city and, you know, that like a, the hustle and bustle. And some people like that and other people like a little, you know, kind of quieter, slower pace. Uh, you've got the uh, Hoosier yeah. Classic that's coming up here real shortly here. What are you doing to uh, get prepared for that? Same thing. It's just another tournament. It's a lot of fun because everybody's there. It's kind of our last showdown before nationals and all the big teams will be there, but it's just another tournament, you know, kind of get ready and see what we can do. So we've had Nick Hoagland on who helps design some of those patterns for those, for that, for that tournament in particular and other uh, tournaments as well. Do you have your guys, when you know Nick is designing a pattern, you know you guys come out and, and practice any of that, or, or is it just really preaching, hey, we got to be good to bowl on anything because we never know what we're going to get thrown at us? Yep, it's, it's really the latter. It's, I, I just want them to be all-around solid bowlers, and whatever they throw at us, if we do our job and we're throwing the ball physically well and our brains are in it, we can figure out a solution to anything that comes at us. I really don't want them to be one-dimensional and work on just this for this person or just that for this tournament. Because you really don't know what's going to happen. They might push the wrong button on the machine and lanes on the different. Mm-hmm. Got to go out there and be ready for whatever you see. That is true. That's been known to happen. You know, like you said, you push the yep. wrong button, something happens, and before you know it, you're not, uh, um, you know, you're not uh, playing on what you think you were playing on. And you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a story. Sounds like you're you're onto this as well. You know, the shark pattern on tour was. You know, and ha- always has been one of the longer patterns. And for the longest time, it was preached that you had to play in on it and keep your break point tight. And I remember one year they had uh, their bowling national bowling stadium, and everybody who made the show was playing out. And they basically just found a yep. different way to compete or advance on that. So it sounds like that's a big thing that you're, you know, you're not looking at a like a, a kind of a cookie cutter solution for everything. You have to have, um, you know, versatility and you know, open mind and be willing to attack problems with the different points of view. And, and the problem's going to change as the day goes along. I mean, topography plays just as much a shot. And then you're crossing pairs with hundreds of other bowlers. They're going to break the lanes down differently. If you walk into it and say, I'm just going to do this, you are going to fail. You have to walk into it and say, what's the lane giving me and how am I going to attack it? And a story from uh, the Midwest, that team with Kyle King and Matt Gasson, we're all the way in the left corner. It's Sunday, it's afternoon, we're in a battle with Weber, and... There's nothing left. You can't shoot over 180. I look at Matt, I'm like, get your plastic ball, play five. He looks at me and goes, I'm not giving up. I go, I didn't tell you to give up. I go, I told you to get your plastic ball and play up five. He goes out to five, throws the ball, gets halfway on line. Everybody's eyes light up. It comes back, blows the rack. Nobody says a word. Everybody walks out to the rack, picks the ball up, puts plastic up, we throw the next 17 strikes. Like, what are the odds going to happen? Unlikely, but it was looking at a problem in another direction, saying, what are the lanes giving me right now? Not what am I supposed to do? It was a big hole in the pattern to the right. You had to throw plastic. People in the 80s averaged 230 with plastic. You know, it's, it's, it's still a bowling ball. And the way to attack that lane was a different way than you would have ever prepared for. It worked out pretty well. 
So, Danny, how would you say you're coaching maybe some of the coaching uh, things that you do and your uh, – not philosophies so much as just your coaching techniques have changed throughout the years with technology? I mean, last week we talked to uh, Jordan Nasberg, who's quite the character, but he said he, he was uh, holed <laughs> up at home and he, he wasn't able to get out and watch his team. So we watched a lot of – he had a six-man do it on Facebook Live so he could watch the shots. Um, how, are, how are you using technology to help coach your guys out there? Uh, we don't do a lot of it. We'll- We'll look at cameras in between shots, or if there's something glaring, we'll pull it up and say, hey, it looks like you're doing this, and compare it to other people. I'm still so old school. You know, I, I call it field trips. Like, they're bowling and somebody's doing something. I'll kind of pull them off to the side, and we'll watch everybody else bowling, and I'll show them points in their game. Maybe a different flat spot or a different way of attacking the line and showing them how all the great bowlers kind of end up in certain spots throughout the approach. I mean, look into this position at the top, look into this position at the line and make a flat spot at their foot and they kind of see it. I tend to really teach more hands-on like that than going back into video and, you know, studying things that way. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more old school than a lot of coaches. Hey, final question I have for you, Danny. What about, uh, you know, when you're looking at, oh, let's say, you know, the, the, the different uh, styles and techniques and ways that kids uh, are bowling nowadays when you go and look at some of the younger players, junior gold or stuff like that, is there any one – uh, tip or piece of advice you know, you'd have for them as if they're looking to be successful and make bowling a career for them? Uh, I mean, if, if you really go down that way, every great bowler in the history of the game from the top of the swing down to the bottom is a straight line. You, you cannot move the ball laterally a certain distance at the right thousandth of a second every time repeat. No matter how you throw it from Balmani, two-handed to uh, – Go to Brian Voss or Duke or somebody old school bowlers or Pete. Everybody from the top of the swing down is a straight line and they end up in leverage and balance. How you do it is up to you. What's your body shape? What works well for you? And it's going to be different. No two guys on tour have ever looked the same in one. So if there's a million ways to do it, but every single one of them does this and does that, they're all in good timing. They're all in good balance. They're all making that line to the bottom. That's the most important thing. From that point on, don't get stuck into, I have to do certain things. Make that a part of your game, and then how does it fit your body? How does it fit your mind to attack the lane on that line? And my final question is going to be, you know, you guys in your affiliation with Storm, and it's the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. Talk about that relationship and how Storm is able to help you guys out and, and really uh, add to, you know, your successes there. Storm has been so good to us with bowling balls and help us with our bags and shirts. And just they they give us anything we need to bowl. I mean, they're, they're, they're just a great company. Um, if I have questions, I have Deandra as our rep. I can ask her things. If I have a question about certain balls or layouts, she'll get back to somebody else and give me an answer that I need. They're just, just a great company to work with. Everything we've ever needed, they've been there for us. Awesome. Well, appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. And, uh, Danny, good luck. Uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, good luck to you here as you head down to – to Indy, and then hope to see you as well in Lincoln for the uh, Intercollegiate Team Championships. Thank you very much.